Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so what you need to know is that Patrick Mahomes is just a regular guy like everybody mm-hmm. else. Because even though he's a superstar quarterback, he's not shredded from head to toe, you know, contrary to popular belief. And uh, when the Chiefs won the AFC for the second straight year, um, Mahomes gave a fiery speech to his teammates in the locker room. And he wasn't, you know, worried about his looks or anything. But screenshots of that speech have been going around social media because Mahomes, in fact, does not have six-pack abs, but instead he has a dad bod. (laughs) <laughs> and even Mahomes wanted to comment it on him himself, uh, quote tweeting one of the screenshots saying, yo, why they have to do me like that? Hashtag dad bod season with a laughing emoji. <laughs> so he's just like you, Cappy. Well, yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and I, LeBron, I mean, we all have a lot in common. You know, LeBron and I, Hall of Famers. And in the case of uh, Patrick Mahomes, dad bods. So it is kind of funny, though, right? Like, Tom Brady was always ridiculed for his combine photos because he just looked so scrawny and non-muscular. And you look at Patrick Mahomes on the field, George, he can do anything, he can make any throw, he can outrun anybody, he's tough. You're like, man, I saw quarterbacks that show on Netflix where he's working out on days where he gets off practice and he goes to the gym that he built for himself. And you're like, this guy just must be world-class looking athlete like LeBron when he takes his shirt off. And it turns out Mahomes kind of, in a weird way, kind of looks more like Luka than he does like LeBron. Kind of looks more like Phil Mickelson than he does like Tiger Woods. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm here to celebrate it. Not everybody is, uh, you know, an Adonis, Cappy. Not everyone's LeBron, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of more like you and me than he is like DeAndre. There you go. And and by the way, that's a uh, that's funny. You hear that, Big D? Uh, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know that that's that actually in some people's minds makes him more appealing, right? More relatable, like Steph Curry. People look at Steph Curry, and obviously he's an incredible player. But I think the one thing people look at is they say, well, his game is not crazy above the rim athleticism. It's marksmanship, right? It's uh. You know, it's his incredible skill and and but his craftiness. It, right. And people think, well, he's only like six four, you know, like exactly. so that's not like superhuman tall, you know, like I can re- I can replicate that, which really you can't. Um, but people think they can. So it's relatable that way. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, dude, I got to be honest with you. Um, you actually don't look so good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I'm just being honest about it, like, come on, bro. You're like Work the on best the bod, quarterback. bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like the best quarterback in the NFL. And you can make every throw, you can make every play, you can run faster than everybody else. Bro, where, where's the body with all that working out you're doing? Like, I have a friend of mine, he's like, man, if I worked out as much as you, I'd be pretty disappointed in the way you look. And I'm like, you know, you're right. I mean, I work out a lot, and I look like crap. <laughs> all right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Kevin, let's finish this Lakers conversation for a little bit, okay? So I've got some more stuff here, right? Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be more to this. Yeah, there, there's more stuff that I've got here, okay? Because, just real quick, George, 
because what I what, what, where we ended the conversation, or at least where we we paused it for a second, I called a timeout. Yeah, and you're you were saying though that for as much as everybody wants Darvin Ham fired, mm-hmm. you said there's a lot more to blame. Oh, and yeah. there are a lot more Dude, people to blame. Cap, if, if I can figure out that the Torian Prince stuff, like if he plays 25 or more minutes, that they have a, a winning percentage of 39%, and when he doesn't do that, they're undefeated. Like if I can figure that out, there's no way on God's green earth there's not somebody in that building in El Segundo that can't figure that out either. Oh, okay. And again, if, that's, and if, if I'm wrong about that assumption, then that means there's a much bigger problem there. Within that franchise. Okay, so for all the Laker fans that 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 say you're going to come on the air today and, George, you're going to defend Darvin Ham, and they're all saying, come on, Cap, join our team, start pushing for Darvin Ham to be fired, what I hear you saying is, is that Darvin Ham may be setting the lineup and Darvin Ham should have exposure to these very obvious statistics that you found. But there's a general manager upstairs who built this roster. And by the way, there's more people on his own staff who are supposed to be involved with these metrics of lineups and production or lack thereof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when we look at somebody, I'm just going to make a comparison. When we look at somebody like Dave Roberts, most people think, well, don't blame Dave Roberts. He's not the guy that's setting the lineup. Andrew Friedman's setting the lineup. Well, does everybody give Darvin Ham? All the credit or all the responsibility for setting this lineup, and if the ish end, if the Lakers are completely hands off, hey Darvin, you're the coach, you do your own thing, then it's all on him. But if the front office who built the team isn't saying to him, hey man, I just wanted to let you know, look at these numbers. Prince plays a lot and we lose a lot. Rui plays less. And that's bad because we lose a lot when he's playing less. But when Rui plays more, we actually win more. And when when Torian plays less. We we win more. So, uh, boy, so let me let me let me. I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw a lot of numbers at you right now. All right, just, I'm gonna write this down. But just follow me here. Okay, I'm gonna work on it because I just lost everybody. These are the players who have played the small forward position this season for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Rui Hachimura, LeBron James, Max Christie, Jared Vanderbilt, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Christian Wood. All of them have played at least a couple of minutes. All right. At the small forward position. Okay. Let's start with Rui Hachimura. Actually, let's start with Torian Prince, right? Let's start with Torian Prince because he's the guy we're talking about. Torian Prince has played 902 minutes at the small forward position, okay? Mm -hmm. He's a minus 83 on the floor this season. Okay, minus 83. Okay. That's not good, Jack, okay? That means per 48 minutes when he's on the floor, okay, you're four points worse when he's on the floor, okay? Cam Reddish, who played before injury, mm-hmm. played a lot of minutes in general, but he played a, a, a decent amount at the three position, at the small forward. He played mm-hmm. 234 minutes as the small forward for the Los Angeles Lakers this season. Mm-hmm. He was minus 61. That's 12, minus 12 and a half points in a full game, over a full game, okay? okay. So when he's on the floor... For a full, not that he would play a full 48, but you get my point. If they played over a 48-minute game, okay, you are 12 and a half points worse when he's been on the floor at that position. Okay, keep going. let's go to Rui. Okay. Rui has played 364 minutes at that position, which is second most behind Torian Prince. Okay. Okay? 
They're a plus 97. Okay. When now, Rui's on the floor. Now, now just I got to just jump in here. So Torian had 902 minutes. Rui only has 364 minutes. So so Torian has twice as many minutes played. Well, at the almost position. three times. Okay. Um, right. So so the sample size, even though it's a plus number, plus 97, it looks good, but he's played one third the number of minutes. Right. But 364 minutes at one position, just to give you an idea, that's a good number of minutes. Maybe, maybe not again, but only a third or two and a half times less than what Torian's played. But that's 12, almost 13 points better when he's on the floor as the small forward. 13 points better! I I know LeBron is listening right now on the app. I know he is because he listens every day. LeBron, are you hearing how I'm breaking all this stuff down? George is feeding me information and I'm digesting it and regurgitating it. Speaking of LeBron. Yeah. When he plays the small forward. Yeah, what's he doing? 169 minutes. Okay. Plus 41. That's nearly 12 points better when you're when he's on the floor. Jared Vanderbilt, 349 minutes. Plus 26. Me, meanwhile, by the way, he was playing hurt to start the season, okay? Mm-hmm. But you're basically four points better, okay, when he's on the floor. Now, the coach yesterday, this is where I will get back to the coach. What okay? about Max Christie? Because you didn't mention his Oh, oh Max Christie. So Max Christie has only played 47 minutes at okay, the three, he, plus he, six, whatever. Right, but right. but still, six points better per 48. But he hasn't played a lot. Okay, so just to recap And Christian Wood quick. has only played nine minutes at the position, and they're minus six. All right, just, just to recap, for everybody that's listening and having a hard time keeping up with all the numbers, Torian Prince has played the most minutes at the small forward position. Right. He's a minus 83. They're basically four points worse when he's on the floor at that position. Rui has played 364 minutes. He's plus 97. That's plus 13 points. Plus nearly 13 points, yes. Okay, so the... the um, what we and should, Vando, by the way, is yeah. nearly plus four for like plus four per forty-eight minutes when he's at that position. Okay, so what we should say is is that guys like Rui or Vando, Rui and should Vando be the should be forward. playing the three. Yes. Okay. Got yes. It. Yes. Got it. Yes. Uh, uh, Rui should be on the floor more in general, but he could play the three or the four <laughs> because you could put him next to Anthony Davis, which we saw worked just fine last year, mm-hmm. particularly in that Denver series. Okay. Well, my I mean, point they did is, get swept, but go ahead. But it's fine. But he he actually played fine in the playoffs for them. Okay. But that's my problem, is that yes, the lion's share of the blame is on the coaching staff, but not just the head coach. The head coach is going to take the bullets. I get it, and he deserves to take those. I get it. However, there are people on his staff whose jobs are to say, "Hey, coach, look at these numbers," and on most teams. The front office, at some point, when you're 40-something games into the season, will be like, hey, look at these numbers, what our analytics department has come with. Like, what do you think of this? And my guess is, if you bring that to their attention, I I would imagine there'd be at least a conversation about it. Well, don't you remember a couple years ago when Frank Vogel was still the coach of the Lakers, the storyline was that Kurt Rambis was showing up in team meetings like as if he was the principal spying on the teacher. Right. So so where is the front office to say to their inexperienced one and a half years into his head coaching career? Right, which, is- by the way, when that happened, we said, what a joke that felt like. Right. Like, yeah. this is a guy who had been deep in the playoffs, you know what I mean, like in his well, he- career, had won a championship right. for them. Right. Right. Like, that was absurd. Right, listen, for everybody that wants Darvin Ham fired, He's one and a half years into his career as a head coach. If you fire him right now, do the Lakers get better because a new head coach walks through the door and goes, 
hey, I was listening to Sedano and Cap, <laughs> and um, Sedano brought up all these statistics, and here's the bottom line. Torian Prince is no longer going to play the three because he's a minus 83, and Rui's going to play the, the most minutes he's going to play is going to be there. So what I'm getting at is, is maybe the fans who want the coach fired, maybe they're right that he should be because he's not making these sorts of lineup adjustments. Or, I'm going to throw this at you, maybe what the fans should be calling for is not the head coach. Maybe they should be looking up a level higher. Because where is the front office? Because you're talking about assistant coaches. Where's the general manager slash where is his analytics department to go to their head coach and go, hey, 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 um, look at these numbers, make these changes, do what we tell you to do. Because it seems like Andrew Friedman does that for Dave well, Roberts. Right, I, right. If I were the front office, I would present the head coach with, hey, Darvin, listen, man, you know, we know that last year you pulled us, you helped pull us out of a rut. Um, you know, you did a good job. This year, we're struggling. Our superstars are, are not happy. Our players are not happy. You're not happy. We're not happy. Let's figure this out. And let's just look at, hey, this is how we built the roster with the intention of playing these guys a certain way. How can we make this all work where we can make this work? Because granted, in a, I get like I get the coach's position too, where it's like, hey, man, when the game is fl- is going in real time, like, yes, I know we have to make those decisions, but sometimes, like, that stuff seems that, that basically the stuff that he's saying should make sense in theory, okay? Because his theory of spacing around LeBron and AD, yes, that makes sense. But in actuality, it hasn't worked, okay? Because the guy that you're putting out there for whatever reason, after a representative sample, is not allowing you to win the minutes he's on the floor. So at some point, and I would say the point is now, you have to revisit the situation and say, hey, all right, now we got to look at this differently. Who are the guys we have to look at? Who are the guys over a 40-something game sample size that have actually given us plus minutes while they're on the floor? Yep, and I'll tell you what, I'll simplify it for you even more. On the other side, how about that? I'm just taking what you're giving me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify it even more. All right, I'm gonna take a sip of water, and you talk about the water boy. Okay, well that's that's actually a great transition because as you, with everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? 
It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Cappy, I know you're a big uh, connoisseur of Britney's Instagram. Yeah, actually, it just made me think to myself, I haven't seen her do anything really weird. Oh, she's back. Oh, oh no, really? she's back. She's, yeah, back she's back as back. of yeah. like a couple days ago. Yeah, she yeah. was like on vacation yeah. in okay. Mexico, but she's back as a, as in, I think it was last week when Justin came out with his new single. Yeah. And I think it's called Selfish. Mm-hmm. And she had a song with the same name that was like 15 years old. So like Britney's little army of fans mm-hmm. made that song her song go to the top of the charts to be like, hey, Justin, bleep you. Britney's got a good song, too, and it can be number one. And then she was, like, on Instagram doing the twirling, and she's wearing pretty much nothing. Yeah, because that's, um, that's kind of her deal is that she, like, pretty much gives it all away for free. Right. I said you know? she'd make a killing on OnlyFans. Yeah, I I um I feel like I haven't seen her in a really long time on yeah. Instagram. Maybe I stopped following her no, or something. No, she was gone for a while. She was gone yeah, for she a was good, gone like, for two months. Yeah, yeah. But okay, she's I back. i to find her yeah. again. Um, and Cappy, just let, let's put a little bow on this for now mm-hmm. uh, on the Lakers. Basically, my point is this: because look, I got people tweeting me like, "Dead me out, right?" What's oh, his deal? He, he needs hand holding. Uh, Ham needs hand holding. Yes, yes, he does. You know why? Because pretty much every first or second year coach needs hand holding. That is the way it works in professional sports. Okay, when the Rams hired Sean McVay, do you know who they hired as his defensive coordinator? I do. Yeah. Remember who? Wade Phillips. Correct. He needed to have his hand held. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He They hired a guy who was a head coach in the NFL before on his staff. Do you know what most National Basketball Association teams do for first-time head coaches? They hire former head coaches to be on their staff. They did it in Milwaukee, and Terry Stotts walked away after a week because he was like, this bleep is out of control. And Adrian Griffin eventually got fired because he didn't have another person on his staff who had been an actual head coach other than an interim in Joe Prunty. So that's part of the deal. Like, you, you, when you have a, that, and this is why I'm saying, when you hire a first-time coach, you fired a guy who I didn't want you to fire, okay? Like, remember, I, we came out here and I told you, Cappy, I think it's a bad move to fire Frank Vogel, Okay. For whatever whatever reason it was, I think it was more Russ-related really than it was anything else. It was all Russell else. Westbrook. Yeah. That's right. Okay. More than, than anything else. They got rid of him. I like Darvin. I think Darvin has a lot to learn. I have not shied away from saying that the entire season, that I think Darvin has a lot to learn. And by the way, so would pretty much every coach in his first year or two or even three. Well, now Which that's... is, by the way, it's negligent, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that the team did not hire a old head former head coach to be his lead assistant that is negligence that's part of that part's on the organization because yes they do need a little guidance anyone would need guidance if i put you dead meow on the air here by with cappy would you know how to do the show probably not is my guess you'd need cappy to hold your damn hand okay 
Yeah, that's reality. They just hear see, that. They just see stuff on social media though with him, like as far as AD leaving the huddle. They see LeBron him looking, looking because at the him, guys frustrated. are frustrated. They're frustrated, and I get that too. But it's like at the same time, I feel like the players do got to perform. Like I, they have to perform. So I'm going to get to them too. Okay, because, but wait a second. But wait a second. So here's let's let's go back for a second because if you remember when Brian Windhorst was on about two weeks ago, the the storyline was that Darvin Ham was safe. That Jeannie Buss and wait, wait, wait. Rob Pol- Just let me play it really quick. Darvin Ham's footing is very safe. I would remove that as a topic of conversation. There's a lot more going on than that situation. All right, cool. So now all of my Twitter trolls can just stop and leave me alone, and we'll I just wonder play why your that is though. Like, why is that? Why is it that ownership and management loves him oh. so much to say, "Hey, don't worry about it"? Well, first off, they hired him. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Okay, hold it. Yeah. Just again, quick timeout. So think about this for a second. You had a coach that had brought you a championship. You brought a cancer to your locker room in the form of Russell Westbrook. He got that coach fired, essentially, okay, because that coach couldn't deal with him. Then the Lakers decided to get rid of Russell Westbrook. And what the Lakers did, especially because you have LeBron and AD, the mistake that they have made for everybody that says Darvin Ham should be fired, the mistake was hiring him in the first place because why would you have a veteran team with with one guy, the greatest player of all time, in the twilight of his career, why would you give him a first-time head coach? So if it, so, back to Dead Meow, yeah, my man needs to have his paws held. You feel me? Dead Meow? And, and and but you got to blame the organization because the reason they won't fire him according to everybody who says he won't get fired is simply because they hired him and then they look stupid why would you hire a first time head coach i know i'm ancient history here but 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 you got to go back to the beginning why would they hire a first time head coach rather than a veteran coach who walks through the locker room and everybody goes follow that guy cuz he knows what he's doing i'll give you a comparison Nobody thought Brandon Staley was a good head coach, and nobody followed his lead. But everybody's going to follow Jim Harbaugh's lead, right? Yeah, look, Cappy, I, I think that you're on to something to some extent. I, you know, I, I thought that if you were going to replace Frank Vogel, you would replace him with a veteran head coach. But that's where we are. Where we are, like yeah, right. that, that's spilled that's right. milk. You can't cry over that anymore. That's already in the past. No, what I'm getting at though is, is that everybody who wants Darvin Ham fired. You can fire Darvin Ham. But then replace him with who? You, whoever. Whatever it may be. Okay? I mean, Doc Rivers isn't available anymore. So maybe you go and you call Phil Jackson. You go, hey, Phil, will you babysit no, for no like chance. a couple of months? I'm making a joke. Yeah. Or at least trying to. The point is, is that you're not going to find something better right now to fix this problem, even if fixing this problem can be fixed with this roster. And if it can, by the way, George... Because you've said many times you don't think this roster is championship caliber. Right. Well, if you just play the math and you say, take this guy and put him on the bench and take this guy and put They'd him on the bench. They'd be better. Floor, They'd be better than under 500, yes. Well, then, then blame not just the coach himself, not just his staff themselves. Blame the front office, the guys who A, put the roster together, and B, hired this coach. Blame them all. And also, the negligence of not utilizing the information that every team and every person, well, forget about every person because the stuff I found anybody can find. But the 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 teams have an inherent advantage in this sport where they have all these 
these built-in things like Second Spectrum, right? That are these cameras across every that are in every arena that you that can tell you how fast a player runs or how well a player plays and where he shoots best from. And you have all these inherent advantages that all 30 teams have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to not utilize your resources in a way where you could help your head coach, who is a young head coach who's drowning out there right now, okay? To me, that's negligent, okay? And it's not just the front office. It's his assistant coaching staff as well. It's the front office. Honestly, it's the players too to some extent, to to, to DeAndre's point. Like, yo, I get it. You're not happy with the way things are going. But you know what? You can also try to bail yourself out and dig yourself out a little bit too. I'm not saying that the players, I would say if I was going to blame the players, it'd be the smallest piece of the pie. That's for sure because they're not being put in positions to succeed. I'm 100% behind that. But I'm not absolving them 100% either. Like their attitudes could be better about it as well. I know they tried early, but clearly that is not the case over the span of the last several weeks. Yeah, and, and as far as yesterday's game goes, I'll just say this right now. I don't actually, well, I guess I'm just not surprised with the result yesterday. AD is supposed to be your best player. He's been phenomenal so far this year. He's been healthy for the most part this year. And let's face it, guys, with LeBron and AD, you know what the Lakers are? And both healthy. You know what they are? They're a 500 team. That's it. That's all they are. All right, let's get back to this at 45 because I feel like the, people are piling in with questions and stuff on Twitter. We can, look, today's going to be one of those leather couch days, okay? We're just going to we're, we're going to do mostly this. I love this. But we're going to play Radio Tinder, award-winning Radio mm-hmm. Tinder in just a moment. But first, Cappy, let me tell you about my home away from home, as you know, LAX, Los Angeles. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is a great song. Not just a theme song, but just a great song in yes, general. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Joe Cocker. Yes. One of the the best documentaries I've ever seen is the one on Joe Cocker. Like oh, yeah? I, I didn't really know like much about him other than like, you know, his voice and a couple of songs like that one and mm-hmm. like two other songs. And then I watched the documentary on him and it was great. The guy, the guy lived a crazy life. Fascinating. I gotta, I gotta check it out. I never will, but I got to. You should. It's actually a really good one. But you know, well, I mean, I, I'm still trying to get to the Barry Sanders documentary right now. Yeah, that one was actually not oh, it was very, very good. good. I did not think it was good. I thought it was just kind of like, eh, it was all right. No, it was good. I mean, did you? Were you familiar with the story? Yeah, but I mean, again, I feel like I could watch a documentary about anything, anything, and be like, wow, that was an awesome. Awesome doc, but that yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best one I've ever seen, but it was it was pretty good. Is I just I though? Mm. Well, you know who is more than I? At least he thinks so. Who that? Uh, Greg Olson. 
because now that there's all these rumblings, I guess it's apparent now that Tom Brady. Well, is, Tom Brady's already said he's going to do right. It. He's it does he's look officially like he's coming into the booth. I yeah. mean, he was on McAfee the other day and said it. Right, so he's officially supposed to take over the top color analyst job at Fox Sports next season, and mm-hmm. of course, that's bad news for Greg Olson, who you know eh, could take him, take him or leave him. Um, so yeah, it seems like a lot of people really like him, or they just feel sorry for him. I guess I, I don't know. I think that's one of the. To me, I feel like that's part of the narrative here. Is a lot of people are like, oh, he's just done such a great job. I think he talks too much, but he does a good job. He just, he just gets a little annoying for me. But anyway, uh, he was asked on the Dan Patrick show about the fact that basically he's getting demoted for Tom Brady, a guy with no experience in the broadcast booth. And he said he wants to call the top games. He wants to call them in front of 57 million people, dive into the biggest moments. And he feels like they've done as good of a job at doing that as anyone in the industry. So do you guys think that there's any chance that Greg Olson is somehow like mixed in there with Tom Brady as the top analyst? Swipe left or swipe right? What do you mean mixed in? Like there'd be a three-man booth? Yeah. No, I don't believe that to be the case. Okay. Um, I'm swiping left. Uh, I think Greg Olson has proved... I think Greg Olson, when he goes to the number two team with, uh, I guess, Joe Davis, right, is the number two guy at... Uh, the Dodgers so. guy is the yeah. number two guy mm-hmm. um, at Fox. I would... I, I bet you people will appreciate him more. Um, and by people, I mean you guys. Because Greg Olson nailed a bunch of stuff during the NFC Championship game. And I, listen, I get it's all subjective. But I feel like I don't get the hate on Greg Olson. I like him. I think he's good. Um, you know, I think like we were just talking about with Darvin Ham. He's he's only been doing this a couple years. Like, he's only going to get better. And it's funny because I heard Brady say something similar. Like, I want to be really prepared to be ready for year one, but this is a life that I've chosen. And in 10 years, I want to be to a point where people are like, wow, you know, Tom Brady is awesome at that job. Like, I got to get better every year. So I I think that we just assume people are going to be awesome at it because Tony Romo was really good early on. But now people hate Tony Romo because he's not as connected to the game as he used to be, so he can't predict plays anymore. So I just think we're way too quick to snap judge on everyone so i'm rooting for greg olson is my point Um, but i'm also swiping left there's no way that fox will have put this much money into tom brady and have greg olson take any of the shine here's the thing um you 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 know you use the word demoted greg olson is going to get demoted for tom brady who is you know going to call his first games well don't forget greg olson was just in the right place at the right time because if it wasn't for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman taking off from Fox and going to ESPN, we wouldn't even really know Greg Olson because he got to be on the big stage. And listen, I know Kevin Burkhart is listening right now. Well, ESPN almost hired him to be the Monday Night Football guy. Um, but, which they were taking chances. Because remember, right. they had given Booger a shot. They had given Louis right. Riddick they, a shot. They loved him in his audition, and then he he got another, like another job to play football, so he went back to football before um, he got the chance to... Uh, to, to broadcast. Greg Olson is good. Kevin Burkhart is good. Yeah. I think those guys did a great job. They have very good I, chemistry, those two. And I feel really bad for Greg. Um, but on the other hand, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And, you know, that's why Fox signed him to a 30 plus million dollar a year deal. And they're going to give him every chance to go in there and be successful. And by the way, if Tom Brady sucks, like many other former great quarterbacks, Joe Montana wasn't good. Jim Kelly wasn't good. Dan Marino wasn't good. Drew Brees wasn't good. Um, It won't last. And it turns out that Greg Olson is good. He's just not a big star like Tom Brady is. Well, first of all, I want to say I don't hate 
Greg Olson. I just find him to be very annoying because I feel like there's a lot of times. <laughs> I don't hate him, but he's annoying he's, as hell. He's, I mean, he does a good job, but like he he, there's times where you need to let it breathe a little, you know. And I feel like he just goes on and on and on and on, and like I just want to be like, dude, just relax, like calm down a little bit, chill. He says no, like I don't, I don't fifty words way. when he only needs to say ten sometimes. No, I like the guys who speak more. Than okay. Less. Well, I just feel like he you gets to be a little why. bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, like you're right, he was like total like. Most people didn't really know who he was. He was like, you know, good, solid NFL tight end, but it's not like he was a household name. No, nope, he was not, he a, was not a household player. name. But most of the guys that do that are not household names. Right. So then my not- question is, don't you think they saw something in Tom Brady that made them think like, oh, he's got to be he's he's got to be good at this? Or is it just the name? Well, it's it's the name. It's the following. It's the career. It's the looks. It's the uh, life that he lives it's it's a combination of all of it. It's like a guy who gets a starring role in a movie because he's got so many followers, you know, or, or just compare it to McAfee. I mean, what does McAfee bring to the table? He brings his YouTube audience. He brings his social media audience. I mean, it, you got to think about all of it now. He now, brings a lot more to the table than you do, you scumbag. Whoa, jeez. Look who's wow. back. Wow. I'm done with my duties, and guess what, what we're going to do for the next hour and a half? What? What are we going to do? We're going to slap you around like a rag doll. Well, that's unfortunate, because I'll tell you something right now. Yeah? Um, this Laker thing today, this is this is going off. Yeah, we've been putting on a master class today. No, I heard a little bit of it, because I've been between things, and then Momo and I had a big recording session, but now I'm here. Oh, nothing worse than the, the horse. Look at, you can hear the fear in Cappy's voice that I came out of nowhere and mounted him, reverse mounted him. It was a reverse mount for sure. There's no question about it. It was a reverse mount. All right. What's next, Linz? One more. All right. So I heard Boomer Esiason talking about the NFL season and how he thinks it's inevitable that they're eventually going to expand the season to 18 games and then make the Super Bowl fall on President's Day weekend, which would then give everybody who always cries every year on Sports Talk Radio about how the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday, then that would make that happen, right? So do you guys think that... Either of those two things will ever happen. That A, it'll go into an 18-game season, and B, if it would be President's Day weekend for the Super Bowl. Um, before that, I want to tell people Radio Tinder is presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. I do. They wanted 18 a couple years ago and then right. just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but it is inevitable that that is happening. Right. Kind of like when Jim Harbaugh was inevitable that he was going to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, as That's Cappy's right. friend told him. That's right. The day before it happened. Hey, look, I think it's the reason that they are going to add a game eventually is because they'll get rid of one of the preseason games, yes. which the reason they don't give up on the preseason games is because the owners are making money whether people are there or they're not. Right. So, But nobody yeah. wants preseason. Right. And and by the way, I think the President's Day weekend is actually a very smart move. Right. Because then you can turn President's Day weekend into this big national holiday of President's Day weekend and the Super Bowl. And then people don't have to work necessarily on Monday, and everybody can recover. I, I, I don't think it's that far away. And by the way, it's only one week earlier this year. George, yeah. the minute that is announced, Cappy's drafting, hey, I need President's Day off email. Yeah. Oh, I've already drafted that one for well, this year. He's already anyway. off this year, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's already done yeah, already, it this year. Come on, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. waiting for that. See, what I work you? President's Day all the time because it's like an easy one to bank, you know? Not just that, in, in our certain agreements, it's not even a company holiday in certain agreements Yeah, for the talent, for the performers. It is for me. Listen, we're not talking about you. We've okay. got a different deal. Yeah, I know, but when I told Greg I wanted to take off President's Day, he's like, well, hey, it's a holiday. There's nothing I can really do. I mean, it was very HR of him, you know, to just say, <laughs> okay, go ahead, take it. <laughs>
All right, that is Radio Tinder brought to you each and every day at approximately 5.30. Let's get back to the Lakers here in a second, Cappy, because I'm fired up again. I am actually fired up again. The talk of how negligent um, some of the stuff that's gone on across the board from every single aspect of this organization, we need to we need to reiterate how negligent some of this stuff has been. And it's not just the head coach, although in regards to the minutiae, he does deserve the lion's share. But Cappy... I know you love this day. I know we've been we've been we've been putting on a master class and you love that that's the case, but tell us how much you love Subaru. Well, I do love Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and the playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cappy, I'm fired up. He's fired up, Cappy. Oh, I know it. Ten minutes in front of six o'clock. Tomorrow, February 1st, we lost to, of course, in 2004. Happy birthday to the legend, Rick James. Why are you smiling like that, DeAndre? You Well, if DeAndre lets his, uh, his box rows grow out a little bit longer, you know. Just a little I mean, bit. You know, then he could look like Rick James. Did you like my line earlier about hot chocolate day? We didn't get that one. Oh, we didn't? Oh. Oh. That's the one we had to eject so you could go longer. Oh, I It's see. hot chocolate day oh. today. And as some of our listeners think, they think that's about producer D. But it's about <laughs> real hot chocolate. <laughs> By the way, spots are going fast where you'll see Big D over there as well at the 710 Pickleball. Oh, we don't know if he's Big D, just producer D. Uh, producer D. <laughs> Well, oh, no, I mean, whoa, that's whoa, what I call him. I call him Big D. He's a big kid. He is a big kid. Big kid. I mean, look, look at the D's wearing on his, on his shirt today. Like Laverne and Shirley. You don't know who that is. Forget <laughs> it. It's Disneyland. It's for Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spots are going fast for the 710 Pickleball Madness Tournament, March 23rd, the Agape Pickleball Center in Miles Square Park, Fountain Valley. Head to ESPNLA.com to sign up your pickleball team. 100 bucks per team, beginner through intermediate, co-ed teams eligible, grand prize 200 bucks. Play against the 710 personalities. Have plenty of fun and frivolity. Sign up now, ESPNLA.com. Before you go off. 30 seconds. Yeah. Is it true that Trudell and Dave McMiniman are a team? Oh, yeah. We made that happen. Because I was asked to confirm it today yeah. in a meeting, and yes. I said, I'm going to have to confirm they're it. They're a team. Okay, Dave, Matt. I mean, no. you could text Trudell, but they're Matt a 10. I mean, Trudell and him, they did it on our show, right, Cappy? Well, yeah, I know, is, but I didn't know if it was a bit or not. No, no. Well, this is like when I started giving out tickets and seats to the Mandys. Now I'm just giving out pickleball teams. You're not doing that this year. Well, no, I just did. No, you're not. You're not touching the Mandy's. No, no, Trudell and McMahon. That could though, be your goodbye. In. The Mandy's could be your goodbye party. Oh Jesus! I right, take what? it away, no, it's true. I might not even make it to the Mandy's. Uh huh. Um, but they are a team, <laughs> and those two are very competitive. Uh, I can't wait. I gotta ice this back to make sure I can be ready to go. 
Gotta I went a little too hard CBD. today, Cappy. Got to get you a little bit of CBD rub. And then yeah, Cappy, do you want to get a massage tomorrow? Do you, a, do you got a guy that can visit Sedano tonight? Of Shoot course him up. I do. Of course. Kind of like John Goodman little, in Fight. No, Cappy, here's what to do. We do a little Toradol shot before the pickleball game. Oh, you know? really? <laughs> We're good. Just like, you know, you used to get in the pros. Yeah, well, if you do want to. Do they get though, the kicker Toradol? I, listen, the kicker, <laughs> the kicker wants everything they got. Okay, because okay, I know that like the linebackers, I know plenty of linebackers who used to tell me they loved that Toradol shot yeah. before a game. If you want, I will have a chiropractor come to your house tonight. No, I don't need a chiropractor. He needs All drugs. Right. Just give me a Toradol shot the day of the uh, at the Agape. Hey, and, uh, dead uh, meow, you hear that? Sedano needs a Toradol shot. Get it. And bring a little sniff sniff in case he gets too well. That way he can come back up. I don't need that. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Back to the Lakers, Cappy. Yes, sir. Because we have been just on fight. Morales, actually, I want you to stay. Yeah, because as, you're a lifelong Laker fan. He is. He, he is. is really. I thought he was I a mean, lifelong I, Laker hater. I was a, a Bulls fan for about ten years, but that's okay. But I've been here forever, and I do. I like the the, the story of the Lakers and the legacy. But my so my thing is this, um, Cappy. Chris and I were talking about this during the break. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how they were how they're basically letting Darvin drown. Right there, we have all I found. I found all this information that anybody could readily find available, right? That why isn't the front office or his assistant coaching staff or whoever, like, why aren't these people here to help him? And, you know, the audience's reaction is, well, he needs handholding? Yes. Any first-time coach or in his first or second year is going to need a little bit of that, especially if they don't have, like, a lead assistant who's done this before to guide them. That's what most teams do in professional sports. Yeah, but it goes against, it goes against everything you always say about if you're in the LeBron James business, you're all in. If the Lakers being in the LeBron James business are all in, why did they not go out and hire a real experienced championship caliber head coach? To start there. But okay, if you're going to go, if he blew you away in the interview, you also need to figure out how to hire someone then that can help him because of course there's going to be bumps in the road for any job. Even if this team was rebuilding, if this was still the team of Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell the first time, like the teams that Byron had, right? Like if you're... You, he would need a, a, a lead assistant with real experience anyway. So why has that not happened with this when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team and you have a team that's won a championship? So to me, it's like the lack of, you know, and I know that this word gets tossed around a lot, culture. But that what is the culture like within this group that they're letting this man drown without helping him. Like it's that's that at least that's the perception from the outside looking in. So help this man. The lineups are not good. The numbers are representative now of a huge of a large enough sample size. Where is the rest of the of the organization to help him? This is an organizational failure. As much as it is a head coach failure. But yes, he takes the Lions blame because he's the guy at the end of the day that has to face the music night in and night out from the media. But that doesn't mean behind the scenes you shouldn't at least help him. Well, we've blamed everybody today. We've blamed the coach because you've laid out all these numbers that when Torian Prince plays more than 25 minutes, their winning percentage is under 40%. And when Torian Prince plays under 25 minutes, they're 7-0. and When Rui Hachimura plays more than 20 minutes, they uh they are 14 and 8 when he plays less than 20 minutes they are 10 and 16 so you you've laid out all these numbers you've even gone so far and i had to write all this stuff down i posted it on twitter <laughs> i had to write it all down you've gone through every guy that's played small forward for the entire season right and and what we've learned is is that Torian Prince has played more minutes than anybody and he's a minus 83 but Rui Hachimura who they paid three times four times as much as what they paid Torian Prince 
He's only played one-third of the minutes. Granted, there were some injuries along the way, but he's plus 97. Here's the bottom line. We've blamed the coach. We've now blamed the assistant coaches for not helping him. We're blaming the general manager and the front office and analytics staff and whoever those people are along the way. Guess what? You know who else gets some blame? The players. Oh, I'm going up even further. I'm going up another level. The owner. The owner. You you have to blame. If we're going to blame this on the entire organization, then the owner has to take some of this blame too. Because why is the owner not saying to the general manager, hey, man, what's going on down there? We, we put all this money into this team. We're a 500 ball club when AD and LeBron are both healthy. Get down there and do something, will you? At the end of the day, you can't teach energy and effort, man. That's what they're not doing. There's there's no energy. There's no effort. There's no coach. And their attitude over the last several weeks, the players, has been really disappointing. Uh, you can say owners. You can say GMs. You can say head coaches. But at the end of the day, the players are out there. They got to perform, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking I'm, at I'm with the, DeAndre. I'm, I'm, I'm not – the ownership – I mean, I'm not blaming the ownership. Like, yes, I'm not disagreeing with you that the buck stops there too because it's, it's their team. But, like, yeah, like, I, I think that, again, if we're divvying up pies, right, like blame pie, uh, shout out to the Kamenetskis, um, the owner and the players are getting smaller percentages. The player bigger than the owner. The owners well, well, are the, are the, the least of the, DeAndre, uh, of, the, of the slice. Your point is well made. Listen, it's kind of like the other day with the Detroit-San Francisco game. Everybody wanted to jump on Dan Campbell, and he deserves a whole bunch of blame. But the players in situations fourth and three third and ten when balls hit you in the hands you're supposed to catch them okay and and these players i mean i always think lebron's the coach anyway so when i see it what what is perceived to be a lack of effort a lack of energy that's fair criticism and and they deserve their blame too but for everybody that wants this head coach fired if these statistics that you've come up with today george are as readily available that any normal person can go on to nba.com and find them then the Lakers should absolutely know them, and they should institute change based on them. Yeah, well, they should. Christopher, do you have anything to add before we go to break? I mean, we kept you in here he for all these know minutes. He doesn't know what we're talking about. What? You don't have any idea. Oh, but you, know you, how many, you know, you know how many But you minutes, do that just talks about top-line crap. You know how many minutes line. Torian Prince has played this year at Small no, Ford? I don't. Well, I do. <laughs> but I you do. Think that, you think that that matters? Yeah, I do. Do you really think that that matters? Yeah. You know how you many, minutes, that, you know how many the, minutes Rui's played this year at Small Forward? I don't. I do. <laughs> you think that makes you knowledgeable? <laughs> oh, yes, it does. Just go out and do your job. In the interim. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the LeBron hourglass and LeBron oh, do your wait, job. I did that whole open about the days of our lives. Any, and you still haven't gotten to any it? Any of the postgame stuff. To me, the postgame was must-watch television yesterday. Yeah, we got to get into that. that stuff next. Yeah, okay? I'm going to watch it again tonight. Yeah, seriously. I, you should go back and watch it on YouTube, seriously. But first, let me tell you about 